Good morning, everyone. This is Jeffy Kennedy, author of Epic Fantasy Romance. I'm here with my first cup of coffee. Today is Monday, um, April 10th. Uh, here we are, just rolling through April. Time is flying for me. I don't know about all of you, but it's flying for me. Um, no, the stinking book is not done. How can this book not be done? Ah, so, so where am I at? I'm at 86,000 words. I'm very close. Uh, and I need to decide today. I'll sort of open it up and look at where I'm at the end and see if I want to add to that scene or if I want to go back and revise from the beginning. Uh, longtime listeners will recall that I uh, have been that I already revised like the first 120 pages. So that should be a fast revise. Uh, I think I know how it's going to end. I keep kind of waffling on that. Um, I need to just do it right. Uh, um, I did send uh, angsty thoughts to a friend over the weekend who said that they had faith in Rogue Familiar, asked how it was going. Uh, I left my writing friends check in with me. Um, I should pause to say, I meant to say this to begin with, I apologize for the sound on Friday's podcast. I did not know that it had borked up until I was editing the transcript and there would like be these huge sections that were essentially blah, 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 blah. That'll look great. Um, I think what happened was Zencaster went to using my laptop microphone instead of the webcam microphone. I don't know why it did that, but I did have to fiddle with it to make it use the uh, webcam. I had to unplug and replug in the webcam. So I think that's what happened. Technical difficulties. Uh, yeah. And so, sorry. So anyway, um, my friend checked in with me and said that they had faith and wrote familiar because I said it might be terrible. <laughs> and uh, Assistant Corrine <coughs> says I say this on every book. She just laughs at me now. She's like, you say this on every book. And it's like, yeah, but I just feel like the threads aren't quite coming together. Um, I don't know. Uh, I'm still not writing as fast as I want to, and maybe that's just I'm going to have to reconcile this, reconcile myself to this. I wrote almost 9,000 words last week. I had to pause for a sneeze there. I do have allergies, um, so maybe that's making my head thicker. Uh, so, yeah, this is like one of those things where where I just have to go by feel. I have to go by gut. Um, it's like, how do you know? How do you possibly teach this kind of thing? How do you transmit uh, when clearly I am not um, <laughs> like the queen here? I've been thinking about, uh, and I, I feel very dicey saying this because um, 
I in no way want to compare myself to Einstein, but I've been thinking about that famous quote of his where he says, how do I work? I grope. And I feel like I'm groping a lot of the time. So my friend uh, paid for saying that they had faith in Rogue Familiar because I sent back these very angsty thoughts about how at this point in the book, I um, just feel like it's so heavy on me. And those of you who have been listening to me for a lot of years um, will be very familiar (laughs) with this stage where I talk about it being like nine months pregnant and you just, I just feel like I can't move and my thoughts are very slow. Um, You know, so at this point, it's like, I, I go by intuition. I mean, I'm an intuitive writer anyway, so who are we kidding? But I do, um, I go and I poke at the end and I see if that wants to write. And if it doesn't, then I will go back to the beginning. Um, I think in order to figure out this ending, I need to go back to the beginning and get all of my threads woven in there. And usually what happens to me is when I'm feeling this way, where I'm feeling like it's not there, like I haven't done this, uh, like I have so much work yet to do on it. Uh, I go back and I do the revision and it's all there. It's all already there. So I don't know why it feels like it's not. Uh, I keep feeling like I should cut the first couple of chapters and put in something different, but I'm not going to. (laughs) I saw somebody say uh, in one of my discords, oh, by the way, the the Patreon and Discord, they're up and running. Um, Several people have already joined in. Thank you, those of you who have already joined in. We've already had some good conversations. So, I mean, it's quiet in there still, but that means you you get my undivided attention. Uh, I think it's going to be really fun. We had a great conversation on Saturday that I think was really helpful. And, um, and it was cool because one person asked a question and I gave her a bunch of advice. And then somebody else who was just listening said this was really helpful to see this conversation. And that's exactly what I've been hoping for is for people to be able to, um, learn, learn from each other and learn from the group conversations. So if you want to join in the links in the show notes, um, patreon.com, Jeffy's closet, no apostrophe. Uh, yeah. All right. So now I distracted myself. Oh, somebody said that their editor, you know, and I, I shouldn't put that in air quotes. Uh, The thing about self-publishing and and I self-publish and I love my freelance editors. They're amazing. But when somebody refers to their editor, there are a lot of, it can mean anything. It can mean anything these days. Uh, You know, you could say my editor um, means Davey Pillai at Tor, or you could mean my editor Uh, this person who decided last week that they want to be a freelance editor and they were inexpensive. So I chose them. So we don't know. We don't know who, who this person is. Um, 
and maybe they are incredibly experienced and insightful but you know like even in trad publishing sometimes you get some shitty editors i had this one editor who i just loathed <laughs> and and it was not because she was hard on me it was because she was not um and she was forever blowing sunshine up my skirt she just basically didn't bother to edit my books and then when she did make changes she made stupid changes um <laughs> On one of the books, she, I only did three books with her, but on one of them, she said, oh, it was in such great shape that I just went ahead and sent it on to production with only some minor changes. Huge red flag, people. You, As the author, you always get to approve the changes. Uh, <laughs> and I was, yeah, this was exactly my face if you're on video. I was so taken aback by that. and she sent me back the document and I had to do a compare doc to figure out because she hadn't she didn't, hadn't even done it track changes I'm sputtering I'm still mad about it uh it's it was such an unprofessional thing to do such a breach and and she tried to tell me that oh no this is what we do all the time it's like no no I know this is not what you do all the time maybe you do because you're a well I'm trying to not be potty mouth on this podcast <laughs> insert your insult of choice uh <laughs> she she um yeah she didn't do it in track changes so i had to do a compare doc to figure out what she had changed and she had made stupid changes she had made wrong changes i mean she'd made a caught a few typos here and there but this one typo uh it was um I had made a mistake, right? So I had put my hand stung with splinters and I had put S-T-U-N instead of S-T-U-N-G, stung with splinters, which was wrong, right? Needed to be fixed. She could have highlighted that. She could have suggested. What did she do? She changed it to stunned, S-T-U-N-N-E-D. My hand stunned with splinters. So I had my status set as stunned with splinters for a while, uh, which was pretty much encapsulated how I felt about that entire experience. So anyway, when somebody says something like, my editor said on Twitter, you have to take this with a huge grain of salt because it sounds like a great source, but it's kind of like saying chat GPT said this on Twitter. It might just sort of sound like an answer. Anyway, uh, this writer said, my editor said on Twitter that people should just go ahead and throw away the first 30 pages of their manuscript. And it's like, well, <laughs> it, it sounds good in a tweet, right? I, you know, that's the thing. You know, people like want to put out these little sound bites of advice. Uh, should you throw away the first 30 pages of your manuscript? No. If you're a newbie writer, should you really look at those first 30 pages? Sure. Um, one of the most difficult things to figure out in a story is where to start and what place do you start? Um, there's a tendency to, especially by today's standard, um, especially if you like 
have read a lot of old books or been reading your whole life, uh, there's a tendency to start before the action kicks in, before the inciting incident occurs. And that's probably what she's getting at. I didn't, or they are getting at, um, I didn't see the actual tweet. So it might've been a little bit less, I don't know, extreme than that, but it, it puts my hackles up when people say things like that, you know, Oh, just throw away the first 30 pages. It's like, well, maybe, maybe not, you know, it's not, there, there are no hard and fast rules. Should you look at, maybe you should start farther in. Yeah. I mean, a lot of times when I'm critiquing or reading for a contest, I'll end up saying, I think this is where the story actually kicks in. Some of that's an artifact of writing because as we start to write, we are writing our way into the story. And so, yeah, some of that early stuff, some of those initial pages, yeah, it, it can go because that's like the author working their way into it, but going to page 30 and, you know, like deleting before that, no, that's, that's just dumb advice. It's not helpful. Uh, if you maybe look at where you are about 30 pages in, uh, figuring out where to start the story though, that's, that's a big craft thing. That's not, uh, that's not, you know, here's the formula. How do you know where to start the story? Experience. Um, especially, and, and, and because it's so dependent upon current reader expectations too. Um, you kind of have to be aware of what's going on in the marketplace, uh, which books are doing well. I mean, I would look at books that are doing really well right now, new books, and where do they start? Uh, I would not pay attention to advice like, um, <laughs> here, I'm giving you advice not to pay attention to advice, but you know what I mean? Uh, I observed this, uh, one agent saying, and see, and this is the thing is that people put these things out there, but a lot of it's preference. I saw an agent say that he didn't like it when a book started with action because he didn't know. He didn't care because he didn't know who any of the characters were yet. Well, it's pretty effective to start with action and, and then you introduce the, the scenario. Uh, more and more I'm finding that the best openings are the ones that ground you in the genre and in the tone of the story that, you know, we worry so much about hooks and I, hooks has just never made sense to me. You know, does it hook the reader? It, that annoys me. Um, <laughs> at what, at the same time, I do believe that it, it matters. Right. Um, and I think of it in terms of the story question, you know, that you are putting out something that has to do with what is the essential part of the story question. So I could spend a lot of time talking about this, uh, not to keep pimping it, but if you join my Patreon, we could talk about this a whole lot more. Uh, and in specifics, we could look at openings and which ones work. And, you know, like if, if you're trying to figure out where to start your story, uh, we can talk about that. Uh, one thing I've noticed, so this is big news in my world, is I finally uh, published the final three of the, I hold up four fingers. 
final three of my uh, Karina Press books. Uh, it's the Falling Under trilogy, the full-length um, contemporary erotic romance novels. It's the Falling Under series, Going Under, Under His Touch, Under Contract. They are all officially republished. They are in Kindle Unlimited. So if you are in KU or if you have friends, please encourage people to read them because, of course, I lost all of my reviews and all of that kind of thing. And I just went ahead and called them erotic romance. I had several conversations with people over the weekend uh, on how to categorize those. And I just finally went with that. Uh, the reason to not do that is that Amazon can bury them. So uh, I'm relying a whole lot on word of mouth traffic. I really want, um, yeah, if, if you will light up the world, tell everyone, uh, drive some traffic to those books. So that would be great. And boy, that's been an effort, right? That's been, um, I don't know how long I was going to look it up, but I'd have to go to email and I don't want to do that. Um, I think I got those back, probably I, those rights back a year ago, <laughs> maybe a little bit longer. So, but yeah, republishing 10 books, that takes a bit of investment and time. So now it's done. Cheers. So that's kind of what I did over the weekend was I caught up that business. And on Saturday I did what I promised. Um, <laughs> I caught up on SIFWA business. We had a meeting on Wednesday and by the time we got up to like six items where people were waiting on Jeffy for something or another, I was like, okay, because writing this book, I've just, by the time I get done working for the day, I just feel like I don't have bandwidth to deal with some of these more sensitive issues because I want to do them right, you know? So Saturday I said, I won't be writing on Saturday. And I did buy my hanging baskets. You all will be delighted to know I was able to score the sweet spot and got some great ones. And uh, yeah, then I um, spent like pretty much the afternoon going through some more stuff. But now my deck is clear. So, um, so yeah, I have something else I could talk about, but I don't have a lot of time left. So I will make a note to talk about it um, either Friday or next week. Uh, this week I am going to the Jack Williamson Lectureship down in Portales, New Mexico. I'll be staying with the fabulous Dorinda Jones. So uh, we might have her on the podcast on Friday. If you have things you want to ask Dorinda or that you want us specifically to talk about, let me know and we can do that. And... Oh, the other thing I was going to tell you all related to that with putting these books up, because one of the things I had to do was write new back cover copy for the books because the covers and the back cover copy are proprietary to the publisher. So I had to do new covers and had to do the back cover copy and, you know, like go back to the original documents and have the books reformatted and everything. And I was noticing where I started those stories. Uh, and I don't think I started them in the right place. And that's, I mean, so we take these things with a grain of salt, right? Because these books were published by a traditional publisher. Um, 
edited by a really great editor, editor, um, Deb Nima. And they were translated into French and into Italian. So I would say that they, you know, they're successful books. So do, do I say that, that it's wrong? But I did notice that all three of those books, I started them in a place in a particular style that well, actually going under, I feel like I started in the right place. Um, under his touch and under contract, I both started with conversations with people that had only tangential importance to the story. And if I were to do that again, I would change it. So there we are. Um, I can tell you that. So like on the most recent thing that I started the amethyst run, I had this very funny conversation with one of my um, friends and crit partners, Jim Sorensen, where I told him I'd started the story actually with a conversation with someone who's tangential to the story. So clearly this is like how I work my way into the story. And I told him, um, I was talking about it at Writer Coffee. And I said, you know, I was thinking about starting with this particular scene and I couldn't decide whether or not to do that. And I was describing the scene and he's like, oh yeah, that sounds like a great choice. And, and I said, so you think I should do that? And he looked at me and he's like, you mean you didn't do that? And I was like, no. <laughs> so reader, I, I changed it and I did start with that scene and I think it works. I think it works well. So ongoing, it's um, an ongoing challenge, right? So Hope you all have a productive week. I, um, yeah, wish me well. I have to finish this freaking book, right? And I will talk to you all on Friday, probably. You all take care. Bye-bye.